there, listeners. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Today we're going to be talking about Ghost of the Shadow Market by Cassandra Clare, Sarah Reese Brennan, Maureen Johnson, Robin Wasserman, and Kelly Link. Um, this is the third anthology of the Shadowhunters universe, the Mortal Instruments universe, and it follows the ever-so-wonderful Jem Carstairs through the Shadow Market over the course of... I want to say a century. So yeah, over the course of a century, he's going to different shadow markets across the globe. He's having different encounters with different individuals. And personally, I have to say this is a must read if you like the Shadow Hunters universe because there's so much history here. There's so much history. There's so much to be done. I mean, it was honestly such a wonderful... way to explore the backstory of the Shadowhunters universe. And I say that because I feel like this is great for Claire too because now she's able to delve more into kind of side stories and side characters to give her overall trilogies more depth and dimension. And I think that it's wonderful to see it, you know, to see it come alive, to have a better understanding of these worlds and these characters and some of the circumstances that did lead up to pivotal moments of the Shadowhunters series. I have yet to read the Lost Hour series or on um, the new series following the Scrolls of Magic trilogy, following Alec and Magnus Bane. So I just can't wait to read those either. I think it's going to be absolutely wonderful. But... I thought it was so well done to explore that. I thought it was so well done to see all these little snippets come together. And if you know about the world, you know what these little snippets are adding up to. You're seeing what that bigger picture is. You know, you're following other characters. You're exploring more realms of possibilities. And for that, I think it was just so well done. But what I think really stood out to me personally was the relationship that Jem has with Tessa. I loved the Infernal Devices trilogy. However, <laughs> you know, I loved that Jem and Will and Tessa loved each other so much. You know, they could have had a wonderful polyamorous relationship had that been socially acceptable um, in that time period. This is what really struck me. <laughs> the ending of that of that trilogy. Um, her and Jem, it left a bad taste in my mouth. Only because it seemed like such a cop-out. Um, and for a while there, I wasn't really able to... I, I love them, don't get me wrong. I did love them in the Infernal Devices. I did love their relationship. I love their dynamic. But for a while there, after that ending, I was just like, mm, I'm not, I don't know how I feel about you two. Because she also loved Will so much. So... The way it was written made me feel like, oh, so she was just settling for Will, basically. Jem's the one she really wanted, when that really wasn't the scenario at all. But that's how it felt to me, and that's why it left a bad taste in my mouth. However, that being said, I think these stories give way more depth and way more dimension to the relationship between Tessa and Jem. I mean, when you see their dynamic, when you see how much... He cares for her. You know, being a silent brother takes its toll on him. You know, he 
Silent Brothers are supposed to be very detached. They're not supposed to have any earthly attachments to Shadowhunters. They are supposed to just uphold the law. And the law is hard. So that's why they are detached. So they do lack some humanity. However, for Jem, Tessa, his memories of Will and his connection to Tessa, that is what really stands out you get to see just how much they mean to him because they are his tether to humanity the memories of will his love for for tessa they are both his connection to his humanity so i think when we explore his journey you know you're slowly seeing him change throughout the course of each of one of these stories you're kind of seeing him become more and more and more detached before he's gem again and i think it's wonderful that you're kind of seeing this change in character and his tone and his mannerisms you're seeing what he aches for what he longs for you're seeing his struggle to hold on to that humanity and hold on to that connection so that's what i did enjoy for the narrative that's what i did think was very compelling and very entertaining ultimately i have to say i did enjoy it i did love it i thought it was well done um i no longer have that bad taste in my mouth whenever i think about jim and tessa i know i'm probably gonna get some hate for this i'm sorry there was something about the way it was written at the end of the infernal devices that just did not sit well with me but now, uh, when you see everything that they've gone through, you're just like, okay, I get it now. I get it. I'm able to connect to this relationship now on a way I wasn't able to before. So I'm going to go ahead and give Ghost of the Shadow Market four and a five stars. I think it's a must read if you love the Shadowhunters universe and especially if you love Gem Carstairs and the backstory, the history, these little snippets here and there, the callbacks to the, you know, the ongoing series right now, the ongoing trilogies that or exist. You're just like, wow, I'm excited. I'm excited. Are you excited? I am. Um, so again, I'm going to go ahead and give it four out of five stars. If you want to purchase the book, I will include links uh, in the description of this podcast for various places where you can purchase the book and on that note i hope you all will continue um to support me by liking the podcast sharing it with all your book loving friends and subscribing to it you can also become a supporter on anchor fm my recording platform for just 1.99 a month or by making a one-time donation to buy me a coffee or you can even purchase one of my handmade candles on my etsy store links to everything is in the description i hope you all have a great rest of your day and as always happy reading